welcome to another episode of Living an Ultra Life. My name is Mike and I'm your host. And this week, we're just going to talk about what it takes to get ready for a big race. Because this is race week for me, myself, and I, and all of the other crazies that are going to be doing Swami Shuffle 200 beginning February 26th at 8 a.m. Sandbridge, Virginia Beach. You know, there's there's a lot of stress and tension that goes into, into race week, especially when it's big race like this. I think a lot of you know that I've been dreaming about doing this and, and plotting about doing this for over three years. I mean, I literally, the first year that I signed up to do a 200-mile run was I signed up in... December of 2019 to run the Sanger de Cristo 200 in Colorado in September of 2020. So that's when this whole dream of running a 200 miler started. And I began preparing myself for that. And then, of course, COVID happened. Jenny and I moved from Wyoming out to Virginia and with COVID, trying to put together a 200-mile plan with all the logistics and everything in Colorado and the mountains of Colorado, where you're not just going to slide by a convenience store and pick up what you need because there's nothing. The nearest town from where the race that I was planning and running is about a 30-mile drive. So it wasn't like you were just going to pop on over. Oh, shoot, I forgot socks. I don't think the closest town would have had socks. So, you know, the logistics and everything and with COVID in 2020, I deferred that that year. And then 2021, we started rebuilding business. And I thought, yeah, this is going to be the year. But once again, it just became very, very obvious to me that there was no way I was going to be able to pull off getting out to Colorado, finding vehicles, getting a team assembled in Colorado to crew me and be able to help me complete a 200 miler in the mountains of Colorado. And same thing happened in 2022. And I was kind of at that point where I was like, you know, this isn't going to happen. I'm probably never going to run a 200 miler because it was just like, the logistics of trying to get out west and run a 200 miler weren't there. And then all of a sudden, I heard about this Swami Shuffle 200. And two things fell into place as James Huller was telling me about the race and everything. It was like, wow, that's that's doable. I mean, I start right here in Virginia Beach, run down to the Outer Banks. I've always enjoyed the Outer Banks ever since Jenny and I have lived here always loved the Outer Banks and was like, wow, you know, that that's kind of doable. And so it became this, huh. And so I signed up and I said, I'm going to run Swami Shuffle 200 in February of 2023. And it it was just a peaceful feeling. You know, sometimes you sign up for races and you're filled with this, I don't know, nervousness, stress, whatever, you know, am I really, who am I to think I could run 200 miles and that kind of thought is in your head, but like Swami Shuffle, I've just had a total peace about this from the very beginning. That kind of peace where it's like, 
Yeah. I'm I'm going to go. I'm going to make it down to Cape Hatteras. I'm going to turn around. I'm going to come back and I'm going to finish. And if something happens along the way, we're still going to finish. You know, if I have to crawl over the line, we're still going to finish this thing. And so I just had this really, really strange piece about running it. For me, a lot of times the reason that a race exists is another big reason to run it. And so I have a tremendous amount of respect and admiration for the veterans who have fought in wars since 2001. I know that the federal government does a lot of really, really good things. But one of the things that the federal government does not do well is it does not take care of veterans once they separate from the service. And so, you know, if you read about veteran suicide and you listen to the podcast I have with James and Josh and you hear about, you know, what's going on with veteran suicide and you realize, yeah, it's dropped since the high of 22 a day. In 2021, the VA is reporting that there were only 17 veteran suicides a day. Wow, we've dropped five whole people a day. These are our veterans. These are the people who serve us. And so um, awareness and action and Mission 22, which are the main things that are being fundraised for in this race, they do a tremendous job of getting veterans involved. Because the biggest thing that happens, if you listen, Josh said it perfectly. When a person who's been to war separates from the military, what happens is they lose their entire structure. When you're in the military, those of you who have been in the military know that from sun up to sundown and after 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you know exactly what's going on. There is no question about what is happening. The military is going to answer that question for you. You don't have to wonder what's happening. You, they'll tell you exactly what you're doing. So what happens is if you've been to war, you know, you've been to war with all these brothers in arms you get closer than a brother. And so now all of a sudden you're separated from these people that you've been around and you're separated from your entire support system. And that's what's happening. And the federal government, they can do all they want, but they're not very good at connecting the dots of veterans to organizations and gyms and people that can ensure that the veterans, when they separate from the military, they get connected. So if you want to know why you should give to Awareness in Action and Mission 22, it's because these guys are doing incredible jobs of making sure that veterans and veterans' families get connected to community, which is where health happens. Health doesn't happen in a vacuum. It happens in community. So... That's my advertisement for, you know, why to support Swami Shuffle and what's going on with this race. What's going on in Mike's head as he's a week out from starting this race? Well, those of you who know me know that I already don't sit still very well. So I, I have this nervous energy. I've checked my bag 10 million times. I've tried on my, my vest. I've tried on my rain gear. I've done probably, I would guess, 200 to 250 miles in my pack, my 20 and a half pound pack. It's slimmed down quite a bit from uh, January 7th when I ran it when it was 23 and a half pounds. So I, I, I've dropped three pounds from my pack, which is excellent. It doesn't jiggle and josh anymore. There's no jangles and you know noises as I, as I run and everything. But um, 
the nervous energy, Mike, has ha is having to find some ways to creatively stay calm and just kind of keep it at an even keel, especially in this week coming up. So this week coming up is very, very important. I looked at Jenny this morning and I said, you know, half of me wants to go and just eat everything inside in front of me. And the other half is saying, no, Mike, be very disciplined about your eating, eat healthy stuff. You can eat unhealthy after for a couple of days after you finish this race. So I'm very much focused on making sure that I eat healthy stuff as I go into the race this week. I'm very much focused on making sure that I move because, uh, you know, uh, the running Rasta who's here in the, I love this guy. I, if you guys ever get a chance to run with him, he's great. He does the mile with a smile in August, which is a race that I'll probably never do because it's in August, but, um, it's, it's a 12 hour race that he does. And he always says that movement is magic. And I know he probably borrowed that from somebody, but I love his phrase, movement is magic, because movement is magic, especially during the week of race week. I'm not a very good taperer, just don't really grasp the whole concept and everything. I do have things that I'll be doing this week, like I'll be taking care of my legs, I'll be doing a little more yoga, I'll be doing a little more you know, calming exercises, but I'll also be getting out and moving this week. So I'll try and get miles in. My goal is to get, you know, about 20 to 25 miles before I set out on Sunday morning. And, um, but, you know, that's, that's just kind of the thing. So, you know, number one thing for me is to make sure that we were still moving. Number two thing, well, I guess the, I missed number does. Number one thing is making sure I eat right. Number two thing is making sure I move. Number three thing is making sure that I take care of my body. Now, a funny thing happened today, you know, I, I got new seat covers for my car and I go, well, I'm going to go put my seat covers on my car. So I went to hook the little thing underneath my, my seat and there's these little sharp things. So I have a nice new um, cut on my knuckle of my right thumb, which it'll heal, not a big deal. And if it doesn't, I have tape and I have duct tape and it's just, it it is what it is. I remember my best big horn race was actually 50k and two days before the race i somehow sliced my thumb wide open at work and went into that race with my thumb all wrapped up looking like i didn't really have a thumb um it was kind of funny it throbbed a little bit and bled a little bit during the race but you know i finished so who cares that's kind of the way i'm looking at this one so but other than cutting myself in weird ways on the seat, this week I'm going to be taking care of my body. So I'm going to be very kind to my body. Uh, there's going to be a lot of yoga. There's going to be a lot of just chilling. Um, I'm going to read you know, some books and stuff that matter to me. Um, I have the fourth thing is those last minute little preparations. So I have kind of a cheat guide on where convenience stores are, courtesy of John Price, who has many years of experience running Swami Shuffle and uh, I love the man. He's just a legend. I'm going to talk him into doing a Living an Ultra Life podcast at some point. I'm not sure how to pull that off because the, the dude doesn't stay still very long. But um, John has shared with me where places are that are open, you know, 24-7. I know which mile marker they're at. So I'm going to type those up and have them on the way out and on the way back. I have been down and I've scouted out the, the route. So I know the route very well. I have some friends that are willing to come out and, and pace me a little bit during the night, which my friends that know me know that during the night are the are kind of the points where I need somebody with a brain because my brain tends to check out around two o'clock in the morning. And so Karen is going to come out and pace me a little bit. And we're praying that a ride comes through. 
good friend of mine is still trying to work his schedule so that he can come down and give her a ride back to her place and then come down and kind of pace me to the turnaround. Really, really a good friend, Kevin, is going to pace me the last 20 miles on the sand. Thank you, Kevin, and thank you to your daughter for dropping you off. See, these things are, there's no big plan, so I can't tell them, okay, I'll be there at this time. I'm going to be there at some time between Sunday, February 26th and Saturday, whatever that date is in March. That's really weird. I'm going to start in February and end in March, probably. But, you know, so I've got good friends that are willing to come out and just lend a hand to me and everything in this race. Um, I'm really, really focusing on one thing, and this is kind of what I want to leave you with here. I am grateful that I have this opportunity to do a race like this. I, you know, like I said, this has been a dream of mine and I've, I've been, I can picture this. I can, I see the pictures of it as I, as I'm sitting here talking, I'm actually picturing myself going through the route during the day, during the night. I can see the lighthouse at Cape Hatteras. I can, I can picture turning around. I can picture the three bridges and crossing them, you know, two times each. And I can picture coming off of that bridge the last time on the way back in and hitting the Oregon Inlet Fishing Center and what a celebration that's going to be. But realizing I still got about 70 miles left to go before my race is finished, I can picture seeing the Corolla Lighthouse and meeting up with Kevin and hitting the sand. And I can actually picture in my mind what the sand is going to be like and what the what it's going to be like just kneeling down those miles at the end of the time. And in my dream, and I'm going to I'm going to be honest with you, my dream is that I would like to finish this with the sun coming up. I want my last stretches to be at sunrise with the sun, the beautiful, beautiful sun coming up. And I want to finish this in a sunrise. That's my dream. But the biggest thing that I'm focusing on is I am so grateful. I'm grateful for the people who have helped me dream about this. I'm very grateful for my forever girlfriend that has given me the freedom to not just dream about this, but go and make it happen. I'm grateful for my parents who established in me a work ethic that says that if you want something bad enough, you'll work your work hard for it. I'm thankful for the people who influenced me throughout my lives, both spiritually and business-wise and physically. I'm thankful for people in Kempsville Run Club who, even though, you know, I'm not always there and everything, Kempsville Run Club is my run club. They're my running tribe. And they're full of people who will inspire you to do great things. And that's that's who we should be around as community. And I'm grateful that I get to do this for the veterans of the of the United States of America, the country that I love. These veterans who have served us and they've gone to war for us. They fought for us. They've seen horrific things for us. And I'm grateful that I can do something to bring them honor and to tell them that they're worth living. So I am, I am a very, very grateful man right now, and I cannot wait to start this race. And I will try and keep you updated as much as possible. Don't really know what the situations are going to be right, like electronically, what my mood's going to be like and everything. All I know is I'm starting and I'm finishing. Swami Shuffle 200, and it's a dream come true. So make your dreams come true. Set out, work for them, and man, dream big because dreaming big is worth it all. 
That's it for this episode of Living an Ultralife. Oh, wait. One big thing. So the Tuesday where I'm running, there's going to be a very, very, very special guest host. So you're going to want to make sure you tune in a week from Tuesday, February 28th, because there's going to be a really, really, really special guest host doing the podcast. That's it. We'll talk to you after I finish Swami Shuffle 200. Oh, yeah, I forgot to hit the thing. So thanks for listening. Jenny just said it.